It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. and We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. Yeah. We won the game. That's our objective. There it is. Did you, did you do much evaluation of looking back at that, that film and, and what went wrong? Well, I, I'll say this in, in just broad strokes. Um, our objective is to win the game. We won the game. So we don't want to dissect that any farther, any farther than that. But at the end of the year, we divide all our games up and look at cut-ups. And it's not just the Super Bowl, but – um, championship game, division round, week one, you know, whatever, whatever. They all sort of count the same as we look for trends and scheme, um, things we can do better, adjustments we need to make. Um, you know, some things we sort of are work in progress over the course of the season. Some things show up at the end of the year. Um, and that's sort of what we do this time of the year with scheme. 
is we try to anticipate changes that um, you know that, that we need to make, um, gear them more toward anticipations and personnel and things like that. So it really, it really was no different than you know week four, whoever that was last year. Um, well, we were excited to get him. He's a veteran player, um, has played a lot of different positions, has an extensive special teams background. We had always respected him as a player, um, you know, from what he did in Atlanta and also Detroit, and had seen him on a lot of crossover tape and things like that. Um, it's certainly a loss to us, but, you know, when any time that you have injuries this time of year, it gives you a lot of time to... Um, you know, chart different courses and, and things like that. It's a little bit easier than um, injuries that occurred during the season. What's the plan for, for the, the weak side linebacker spot that Well, the, the plan is just have competition and, and see what comes of it. You know, this, this time of the year, you're certainly open-minded for all positions. Um, you know, we communicate that to our team. Um, you know, so whether it's a you know player that's a rookie, whether it's a veteran. We have some guys, we have a lot of guys come from different points. We have some young players that have worked up in our system. Um, we have some guys we've brought from other teams and we have some new players on the roster. Um, we'll shake it all out and um, you know, when we get to the end of training camp, we'll try to go forward with the best plan that we have. Is Corey Nelson a player um, I don't know that you could com consider anybody really getting a first look this time of year. Uh, our reps are our, our reps actually are sort of geared more toward younger players as opposed to veteran players. Um, you know, a lot of our developmental groups get more reps this time of year than the quote first group, which we really don't have this time of year. We really don't have depth chart. We're just trying to roll guys through, get guys experience. Guys are coming from different um, things. Some guys. We have some young linebackers that are learning to play multiple positions. Um, we talked a lot about that last year being a, a key factor in our ability to overcome some injuries, guys that can double dip and play Mike and Sam and Will and Nickel, Dime, um, all those different things. So some of our players that have been here are working on that. Some of our young players are focusing on one position. Um, new guys are trying to pick up the scheme and you know sort of trying to find their place. So. You know, one one thing is that, um, you know, nobody nobody's earning any starting jobs now. Now's the time for individual improvement. Now's the time to talk care to to start talking about some scheme stuff and, you know, get some change or anticipate some changes and really just to set the table for training camp. Training camp is when the competition will get fierce and the pads will come on and things like that. The only the only person or the only people that anyone's competing against right now is themselves. Yeah, it, it sort of goes to our linebacker position there. Also, we're gonna you're gonna see a lot of different guys in there. Um, you know, you'll see um, Jalen Mills in there at times. You'll see some some other players like DJ uh, Killens who was here last year. Um, Paulsby's been in there. Sydney was in there. Um, you guys only saw one day. Um, you know, the next day, I don't know that Sydney was even in there the next day. But again, it's sort of cross-training a lot of different guys. For, first of all, 
Um, corners have to be able to play the nickel, um, a lot of their nickel techniques, when the wide receivers are over in slot formations anyway. So that's part of their learning process is learning those techniques. But again, um, be able to be multidimensional, um, have a lot of different looks in there. Um, some guys will keep strictly outside, um, but we have a significant portion that will cross-train. We even have some guys that will cross-train safety position and corner. Um, and again, going back, that was a big part of our success down the road was having um, Malcolm be able to play a lot of those and, and fill in a lot of different positions. Uh, we value versatility, and, um, and that's, that's a big part of the training this time of year. Is Rasul a guy you would look at a slot or see? Yeah, he's probably more of the um, remain outside, but you'll see him in there occasionally just because of the way the offense lines up. And again, you can't always control that from a defensive standpoint. Sometimes you're in base defense, you only have two corners on the field, and they need to know those positions. But he's probably, I mean, he's, he's going to take most of his reps um, on the outside part of the field. Did you have something? Is uh, Michael Bennett here today, Jim? Um, I don't have any comment on participation and attendance. When he does get, whenever that is, what do you envision as far as um, why his skill set sort of fits the way you guys think? Well, um, man, it's like the theme of this uh, of this press conference is multidimensional talents. Um, he's a guy that can play outside at defensive end. He also has great success inside as an inside um, defensive tackle and pass rush. Um, you know, he's 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 just a, a player that fits our scheme really well. And um, you know has a lot of characteristics that we value: ability to pressure the quarterback, and it's not just sacks; it's ability to be around the quarterback. Um, you know, he's a veteran player. He's he's been through an awful lot in this league. He's seen a lot of things coming in as a undrafted. If he if he wasn't, it was a seventh round. It was a late. He was undrafted when he came in with Tampa. Um, you know, so he's seen a lot, and that, and that experience means a lot to us also. Uh, go ahead. When Sidney Jones was sidelined last year, what was he kind of showing you behind the scenes that he was still engaged in and picking things up? Yeah, well, that's ground that we covered so many times last year. Um, he did a good job with it. You know, up until we were able to activate that window to get him on the field, his challenge was, you know, um, being ready for when that came, which meant, you know, mental preparation. I think the mental preparation, sitting in the meetings, meant a lot. But also, just being on the sidelines, traveling with the team, you know, we, we put a restrictor plate on him um, quite a bit when it came to how much he would run. But there were some times where you'd watch game film and you'd watch, and he would be, you know, running out and chest bumping guys and jumping in the air, and we'd make an interception or a big play, and you'd be like, yeah, he's not supposed to be, um, he's not supposed to be ready for stuff like that. Um, but I think that experience of being around the guys and being on the sideline um, will help him this year also. Your thoughts on Derek Barnett's play last year as a rookie, Jim, and what your expectations are for him in year two? Well, most players make a significant improvement from year one to year two. I think um, it's sort of one of the adages of, of the NFL. That's where, that's where you see a significant um, improvement. And he set that bar pretty high in his first year. Made a lot of big plays for us. Um, also gained a lot of experience dealing with the long season, and not just you know four preseason games and 16, but you know deep into the playoffs and things like that. Um, you know he had some 
you know, some bumps and bruises just like everybody and, and the experience of dealing with that stuff. But, um, yeah, I think, I think he's more seasoned now, a little bit stronger now. Um, um, you know, obviously, obviously has been through the, been through the ringer, knows what to expect. And I think that's, that's a big part of young players too is, you know, when you're a rookie, there's so much uncertainty. And after you do it once, it's, you know, settles down. Yeah, you know, I don't want to comment on any one player's dealing with any injuries, but just in general, all our players deal with something over the course of the year. I mean, um, that's that's part of this league and ability to be able to perform um, regardless, I guess you'd say. Um, you know, there's nobody that's in tip-top um, physical condition once you get into the season. I dare say after the first game, everybody's dealing with some kind of injury or some kind of um, challenge over the course of the season. Um, there's a physical component to that, and there's also a mental component to that. And I think, um, you know, the mental component, you talk about the guys that play 10 years in the league, they know how to manage that. They know how to take care of their bodies over the course of the season. I think um, experience like that will, will help Derek. Derek was able to maintain, a, um, you know, a, a, an ability to contribute um, on Sundays. Maybe if you had seen a Wednesday practice, maybe it didn't look like that on a Wednesday. Um, but he was able to, to persevere through. He's a mentally tough guy. And like I said, all our guys have to be. Um, they all have challenges. He had his last year. He's a young player. He's explosive. Um, you know, he fits, he fits what we're trying to do defensively, um, which is get off the ball and create a little penetration and some pass rush. He's long. Um, I think he's got a great future. You know, he's got his challenges also. Um, you know, number one, being a rookie and trying to learn and, you know, overcoming the, the knee injury that he had when he was in high school. So everybody's got a little bit different challenge, but we're excited about him. We think he fits. Uh, we think he fits really well. Jim, you reports in January that you were the Giants had a good job and all of a sudden you weren't. What happened then? Yeah, that's, that's ground. That's way too long to, re, uh, to recover. Jim, you mentioned Falcons' versatility. It seemed like you had a, a lot of comfort before the is, is that true? Did that enable you to move Malcolm around? Do you think a younger player Well, you have to be you have to be told with that. But um, Corey Graham did play a significant part in being able to move Malcolm around. Corey was another guy that had played corner, had played nickel, played a lot of special teams, had played safety. Um, you know, a little bit like Malcolm. So um, I think the, the two key guys in doing a lot of that stuff were um, well, the, th the three key guys were Malcolm Jenkins, as you mentioned, Nigel Bradham. And then, um, and then Corey Graham. I think all of them, you know, all of them were able to um, play a lot of different positions for us and and get us over to hump when it came to injuries. And you know, you're going to have injuries. You got to be able to deal with them. We were fortunate enough to have multi-dimensional players that were able to to keep our to keep our level of play high, even though we had um, even though we did have those injuries. Well, I think that's a question more for 
for Howie and for um, and for Doug. Um, but you know, every year is not going to be the same. We're going to have a handful of guys that um, that contributed to our Super Bowl win last year and a, and a great season that aren't going to be with us this year. It's not just Michael. It's Patrick Robinson. It's Bo Allen, um, Vinny Curry. You know, I think for coaches, it's just that's just part of our life. Um, you know, dealing with turnover and dealing with change and things like that. I dare say all those guys. Um, you know, if we didn't have them, if they didn't contribute, we probably we probably weren't the NFL champions last year. And we value all those contributions. Um, but as coaches, we just um, you know we just we just deal with the guys that we have. No, he's a competitive player. He did a really good job for us, um, you know, on the on the scout teams last year. Um, he was ready to play for us last year if he, if need be. Um, he did a great job, not just on the practice field, but in the meeting room, being up on the game plan. And uh, we were fortunate that um, we didn't have we didn't have so many injuries there that he needed to go. But he was ready, and he had the confidence of the coaching staff. Um, He's he's sort of spread his wings a little bit, working at some different positions. He's a very very competitive player. He's got good size, but his competitiveness stands out. And um, you know, you guys will see that. You didn't see him in training camp last year. You guys will see that in training camp this year. And um, I'm excited about him. We are all excited about uh, the contributions that he made to our team last year, and what he can do this year. And again, his contributions were behind the scenes last year. But you know we have a lot of guys that that um, you know that have an effect on Sunday that might not be playing. Um, he he worked the offense hard last year. I think those guys have respect for him, and I know our coaches have respect for him. Last one here, please. Uh, turnover that you deal with one guy that could have left but is back is not. Um, well, every player's going to be improving over the second they stop improving is, you know, when they're out the door, I guess you'd say, you know, and, you know, different stages of your career, you have different challenges. A 10 year vet has different challenges than a, than a rookie. Um, you know, Nigel played a significant portion. You know, he's, he's been the heartbeat of our defense. Um, he's a guy that plays with a lot of emotion. He's a guy that, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, talks a lot of trash during the game. It gives us a lot of energy. Um, he played some games this year. I think he ran about five extra miles just to get to the hot, or just to get to the ball, to um, to talk. Um, you know, but that that's what gives him energy, and we feed off of that as a defense, also. But I think the the biggest contribution, you know, Nigel's always always brought that. The biggest contribution um, last year that he had taken a big step was being the defensive play caller when Jordan went down. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, having to sort of temper that and um, or temper his enthusiasm, be able to get all the calls, play multiple positions, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that those are all those were all important um, things that he brought to our defense. I think the only the, the, the number one thing that um, we'd like to see him do a little bit, and, he, and the thing is, he's he's got really good hands, but he needs to finish more of the plays that he could have made for us. 
Um, we've had a lot of talks about that this this off season. Um, actually, it's that was we haven't really had him. He's brought that up and and wanting to finish those plays. We probably had um, I probably have a few gray hairs that I might not have if um, if he had sealed some of those pass breakups as interceptions. Um, you know, so I think I think that's probably the that's probably the um, you know the biggest thing for him. Right, okay, guys, thanks. What's up, guys? It's my philosophy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's our philosophy, and it all starts with coach. And uh, we want to be multiple in what we do, and um, utilize our personnel, and, and create matchups uh, that we th feel are advantageous for ourselves, and um, continue to build on what we did last year. I'm not aware of that goal. I didn't know that. Yeah. We want to make first downs however we can make them. So um, I think Carson understands, uh, you know, what he needs to do to be able to protect himself. And uh, I think that we want all our quarterbacks to be able to do that. But uh, we're going to make first downs however we think the best way to make them is. Um, certainly not by design quarterback runs. Mike, we saw um, how Doug and Where's your relationship with Doug right now? How has it evolved since you got here? Well, I think it's excellent. Um, it's certainly evolved since I got here, since you know we didn't have any prior history together. Um, but it's been terrific uh, throughout the course of the spring and working uh, together to plan you know, for uh, phase one, two, OTAs, and, and mini camp and getting ready for training camp. So it's been great, and the transition transition has been smooth. So. I'm very fortunate to be here work for Coach. He's, he's super sharp, so he's, he's been really helpful. How do you balance wanting to put your own stamp on the offense and also wanting continuity and, and you know, doing a lot of the same things the guys are familiar with? How, is that kind of a balancing act? It's not my offense. This is our offense. Um, it our, all starts with Coach, and uh, we've got a tremendous coaching staff here. Really fortunate to be able to work with uh, some of the best coaches in the league. So. It certainly is not uh, Mike's offense. It's it's Coach Peterson's offense. It's the Philadelphia Eagles offense. And uh, again, um, we're going to work collaboratively. Excuse me, collaboratively upstairs to um, try to continue to be as multiple and um, stay out in front of the defenses as we can. You mentioned you mentioned being multiple. What's that process like with coaches from different backgrounds, been in different systems? How do you kind of mesh everyone together, get the best ideas, and come up with the offense that you want? Well, I think you have to listen. I think uh, that all starts with coach. Uh, does a great job of listening and welcoming ideas, um, and a lot of we got a lot of uh, guys with, with really good ideas upstairs. So um, we need to try to figure out, you know, which one of those ideas works best for for who we are and fits our DNA. Talking about hiring you, Doug mentioned quarterback background. It's been a few years since you've been in QB room. How much time do you plan to spend with the quarterbacks, and how big a part of your philosophy is your quarterback background? Well, I see the game as a quarterback. Uh, I know that um, by trade, I've been coaching the wide receivers here in the NFL the last six years. So, um, you know, that's, I guess, where my expertise would be at this level. But I still, I've always seen the game through the eyes of a quarterback. And um, now that I have the opportunity to move around a little bit, um, look forward to being uh, in, involved and engaged with the quarterbacks more. Do your relationships with, with players change now? Wide receivers, for instance, you're not coaching them, you're sort of putting them in different places. 
does my I hope I hope my relationship doesn't change with those guys. I mean, um, got a really strong relationship with with all those guys and and really a lot of guys on the offense. Now I get to spend even more time with them, but uh, always try to go out of my way to uh, to engage with everybody on the offense and the team for that matter. So that, you know, I'm not just the receiver coach, but but I'm familiar with other guys on the team in the locker room. Um, <laughs> they just give me a hard time when we break up out of group meetings and I, I'm not in there with them anymore. Um, but they, they're, they're great. They're a great group. They, uh, they love the game of football and they come to work every day to get better. They got a plan about how to get themselves better each and every day. And they have a lot of fun out there on the, on the practice field. And that's not just that those guys, that's that, you know, you could say that about every group on our team, um, which is one of the reasons why we accomplished what we did last year. Yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned that, Jeff. It's interesting because he and I were talking the other day on the field. He said, "Just it's just great to be here um, in the off season, um, be able to go through the off season with the team. You know, instead of trying to hit the ground running like he did last year, and he did a great job. And Deuce Staley did a great job in getting him prepared to play, um, play at a high level um, almost immediately. So you know, it's a credit to both of those guys. But I think that you know he's got a um, you know a certain amount of comfort now being here." Uh, this offseason going into this season. Mike, uh, what do you think Mike Wallace is going to add to this offseason? Well, you know, Mike, Mike uh, obviously the first thing that jumps out to you about Mike is his speed. So um, we feel like that gives us a home run threat and uh, much the same way that Torrey did. So, uh, you know, we're still getting to know Mike and his game and he's still trying to, you know, learn the system. So that'll be uh, an evolution there. You were very successful. Well, we always try to anticipate that the defensive coordinators were going to try to, you know, adjust to what we were doing. Um, so we just try to stay out in front of that each and every week and have a plan for it. And um, I, th I think that we did a pretty good job of that throughout the course of the season, particularly, uh, you know, going into the playoffs. And, um, you know, that didn't change this offseason. And we know that people are going to try to take away things that you do well. Um, and you could say that throughout the NFL. So. Um, we got to do a good job of continuing to mix it up and, and give t people different looks and have a couple new wrinkles. Mike, as the receivers coach last year, you worked obviously pretty closely with Nelson as far as you know, helping him become a slot receiver. What was it that you saw in him as a slot receiver and how much better can he get? What do you see? Well, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Nelson and the kind of season that he had. Um, you know, he's one of the first in the building every day, one of the last to leave, and um, he put the time in. Uh, but first of all, he was open-minded about you know what it took to be, to improve his game. So he did that, and um, you know, as far, as far as becoming a slot receiver, that was just something that um, I think Coach suggested uh, at one point in the OTAs. Said, "Hey, what what do you think? You think you can go in there?" And said, "Yeah, let's do it." So uh, he really took to it immediately, and then continued to improve. So he gives us a you know a real weapon inside that a lot of teams don't have there in a the slot, but we feel like he can also uh, play outside like he did sometimes last year. So. Uh, we're excited about the kind of season that he had last year and, and the player that he can be. How do you view Matt Collins' role in this offense, though? Well, I think, uh, you know, 
that'll that'll play itself out too throughout the course of the spring and training camp. You know, Max trying to earn uh, even more playing time for himself. He did a great job coming in here as a rookie uh, and contributing to our season last year. And um, all the things that we hoped we were getting, we got uh, in terms of the player and the evaluation that we did um, throughout the course of spring leading up to the draft. So we're excited that he's here. And you know, you'd like to see a guy make a jump in his second year. So we're hopeful that he'll do that. Well, I think the things that you just mentioned, Teron, are the same things that we're going to continue to focus on. And we've done that throughout the um, first two phases of, of work and, and continue to OTAs. We've got to be uh, extremely situationally aware. We've got to take advantage of those situations and make them work to our advantage. So that will never change. Championship teams are, are always really well prepared in situational football and uh, know what they want to get accomplished. So we're continuing to do that. Uh, well, Press has been around some really good quarterback coaches and coordinators. I think he's been here for five or six years now with the Eagles. So he's been exposed to some great coaches. Um, you know, so in terms of um, the people that he's been around and what he's been able to learn uh, has been significant. And um, he's extremely well organized. And, uh, you know, he's, got, he's, he's just a bright guy. He's got a bright football mind and has good ideas and uh, gets along really well with those guys. Pardon? Well, you know, he did all the breakdowns, and Preston and I worked together last year with the receivers, so he and I got to spend a lot of time together. And, um, you know, he does a really good job of their breakdowns, being organized in terms of uh, uh, other teams' tendencies. But not only that, um, what else is going on around the league? Uh, because he had a lot of time to break down tape. So um, from that standpoint, you know, he was one of the, the guys that was out in front in our, our breakdown studies. And, um, you know, I, you know, he just he just does a really good job being organized and taking notes and uh, you know, getting the quarterbacks prepared. Marcus Reed's a guy from the outside. We've just seen his numbers go down. What have you seen from him since he's been here? And you know, where do you see him maybe fitting in? Yeah, just like all these guys. I mean, we're trying to determine that. It's still too early to say, um, but been very pleased with how he's gone about his business and and uh, and uh, and work since he's been here and trying to learn the system. Uh, he obviously has uh, excellent straight line speed, and so. Uh, I can't speak to the reasons why um, his numbers have declined. I know he had some injury issues, obviously, the last two years, which that would impact anybody's numbers. It's been about 10 years since the last time you were at NOC. How have you changed, grown, evolved since then? I've grown significantly. I like to think I'm a lot better coach now than I was 10 years ago. Just like uh, anybody who's done something for 10 years, you, you hope you, you've learned a lot from your experiences and um, taken – uh, bits and pieces from the, the bright people that you've been around. And so from that standpoint, um, obviously, I think I've evolved and uh, grown a lot. It's, it's not the traditional OC job in the sense that you call plays. Mm -hmm. How do you view your, your role here? What's, what's your primary duty? Um, to help support coach in the same way that Frank did. And um, if we can do that, we feel like you know coach is going to call a great game. Uh, but he needs the support uh, from, from the guys in the hallway upstairs on offense to put great plans together collaboratively. And um, like we've talked about in this interview already, just trying to stay out in front of, of what defenses might be trying to do to stop us and the things that we like to do. Um, and if we can continue to do that, I think that we'll be successful. Have you decided, have you decided on game days? 
Uh, we've had some conversations about it. Uh, I don't see the structure of how we operated uh, last year being much different this year. Um, so I, 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 at this point, I think I'll probably be downstairs. It's the same offense, obviously, but you're a different guy than Frank Reich. How, how would you characterize that difference? How are you? What, what kind of a different voice do you bring? In terms of a voice, in terms of what? What you, what you emphasize, what you, uh, what you familiar feel, what you're most comfortable with. Right. Well, just like Zach, Zach asked. I mean, I feel like I've got to be a product of the people that I've been around and. Obviously, learned a significant amount from Coach Reich. He and I worked uh, very closely together last season, and um, you know was able to watch how you know he and Doug worked together. So, uh, hopefully, I was I was observing the right things, and um, obviously, want to take a lot of of what he did that helped us be successful, and and try to uh, I know they're big shoes to fill, but try to fill those shoes. Did watching those two work together last year will that impact the way you work with Doug? I mean, do you look at that and say, hey, I. Well, I think it's an advantage being here um, and, and being through the season here and seeing, you know, how our process works here. Every team is a little bit different. Um, you know, every team is, is doing some of the same things on, on each day of the week, but the way that they get to those points are a little bit different. So being able to see here and, and be involved with that, I think, is, is very beneficial. Thanks,